Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Jordan, Black Nerd Planet. I got a special guest here today, a friend of mine from the Midwest. I believe he's from Indiana. I could be making that up. <laughs> My boy Phil Hayes, aka Shazam, Shazam the Jam. I don't know what I was about to say. <laughs> Local uh. cosplayer slash Twitch streamer slash good guy. Slash all those other things. How you doing, my friend? I'm I'm doing the best I can right now. Doing doing the best I can. You um, it's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, it's good to hear. First of all, I should say <laughs> it's good to hear. It's a lot of shit going on. We kind of were talking about that um prior to recording. I really just want to say, really ask you, how is your mental state, man, in these times? That's really kind of a question for all of us. You know what I mean? Like, how do you kind of feel overall, if that's a question to ask? It's a fair question to ask. And um, if I were to use one word to describe right now, it's heavy. Heavy, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a lot going on. And one of the things that I wanted to do while all of this was going on I, I refuse to be ignorant and I know I'm not ignorant to the situation this mm -hmm. is something that's important to me but um, I don't necessarily have the privilege to ignore the details of what's going on like I wake up and I update myself on the news update myself on my friends well-beings um, seeing if anybody needs some help seeing if anyone needs to talk um, update myself on what's going on on the Twitter feed um, because myself and a lot of other people need to be as informed as possible no matter how exhausting it is sometimes yeah. uh, but um, I refuse to be ignorant or silent um, and when I need a break I take a break because even though it's important to have your voice out there, you can't destroy yourself at the same time. So I take my breaks when I need them. I recharge myself, and then um, I get back out there. What do you, um, in saying that, what do you think, like, for, do you think that's something that everybody should be doing? Like you said, getting online and getting themselves acclimated with each current day because like you said it can be heavy and it can be draining and some people process information so differently do you think there's like a that's what you think you should just be doing personally or is that like a everybody really needs to be educating themselves every day and putting themselves out there do you feel like that's a everybody thing especially uh in the black community right now it's not a definitive yes or no um, cause it is a heavy qu question cause you got to think on how things affect people differently, but at the same time, um, if someone like comes and checks up on me, for instance, mm -hmm. and I say the biggest thing, like they say, what do you need for me to do? I was like, the biggest thing I need anybody to do right now is use your platform. You there's a certain things we can't afford to be silent about. And there's certain things that are said in my inbox that need to be said outside of my inbox as well. So there's a lot of people that need some encouraging words. There's a lot of people that need some people to stand up for them because my voice will only reach so many people, for instance. There are some people that will not listen to me or give me the time of day. Mm -hmm. There are some people that are going to be dismissive towards me um, because I have a lot invested into it, or they just don't see it the way I'm articulating it. 
So when everyone messages me and say, like, is there anything I can do? Most definitely, yes. You have a platform. You have one of the easiest platforms to reach multiple people. And no matter my reach or someone else's reach, I'm going to miss some people. So when, when you say, what can I do? Speak. Say you're tired of this. Say you're disgusted. Say that we need change, not we want change. We, we, we need change, and we're not taking no for an answer. So I guess that's kind of like answering it more of a yes. (laughs) No, I'd say so. I'd say so. (laughs) When it comes to, um, and I'm, when it comes to that, you know, we're talking about, you know, discrimination, we're talking about system, you know, systemic racism. We're talking about police brutality, just, you know, people not giving us you know people that look like us respect that you know we deserve or just being ignorant willfully ignorant in a lot of ways um kind of what you know in a small package like what kind of is your history with with racism um you know what i'm saying in terms of like interaction with other you know white people or police or even people that you know you've been around personally you know, stuff like that. Like, how do you feel in comparison to, like, the stories you see, you know, obviously we haven't had to go through the the worst outcomes that we've seen and what we're re- what's really gotten us outspoken out here. But, you know, how do, what have you kind of experienced that's put you in this mind? I mean, we've had a lot of time to think about, like, our own individual struggles with racism especially with everything that's been going on for the past few weeks. And, you know, one thing that really, like, hits is there was a question asked, when was the first time you experienced racism? Mm -hmm. And you you really think back, and you're like, wow, like, I think I was maybe, like, six, you know? And um, I remember, like, my very first experience, I used to um, play with this kid, he, like he was an older kid and I used to play with this kid that would live like three houses down and he was a genuine soul um he he kind of took like an older brother role in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and um like I always remember one story with him it was just like you know stuff that you find like exciting as a kid that is just like you think about it as a dog like that's stupid <laughs> but um like he had like some like fighter gloves that like kind of soften like impact mm-hmm. of like hitting hard objects. And he like came up to him outside my house. He's like, yo, check out these gloves I got. And he hits the wall like so hard. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't even hurt, man. I'm just like, oh my God, that's so cool. How do you get gloves like that? I'm <laughs> like, I don't even need gloves like this. Yeah. And, and unfortunately one day um, he was in a car and he got hit by like, um, a junk, drunk driver, and mm. um, unfortunately, he lost his life to that. Oh, but the way their family reacted was due to the fact that the driver that hit him was black. Oh, wow. Um, they just kind of just had a hatred because I was one of the only um, black families on that street at the time, mm-hmm. and they just kind of had a hatred. And he had other siblings as well, but like she didn't want me interacting with them. Um, and basically like all of a sudden, you know, I lost my friend, but I don't understand why they hate me. And that was like one of the first conversations my mom had to have with me. And I'm not even double digits yet in age. (laughs) And, um, yeah, that was one of my very first experiences. And, you know, I, I wish to say that was some of the only ones I had in my youth alone, but um, they kind of like sneak in there because, you know, I, I kind of bounced back and forth. Like I lived a majority of my life in the hood. Sometimes I lived in like majority white areas, but I mm-hmm. lived like in the hood for a majority of my life. And, you know, just thinking back to like grade school alone, like the things that people say, you have to act a certain way or all of a sudden you're not black. Um, I had one guy like violently mad at me 
because he said I didn't act black enough. It was a white guy. Yeah, we've and, all been there. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, why are you so upset at how I communicate myself? And I don't have anything to prove to you necessarily. Um, yeah, so I've had plenty of experiences, and a lot of people don't realize that because of how I, you know, communicate with everyone. And, you know, I, I like to say I'm a pretty welcoming guy. I'm not standoffish. Um, I'm nice to have a conversation with and everything. So a lot of people just think like, oh, how could someone hate, you know, Phil? And I'm like, oh, there's people. I was like, there's people that have never met me, but I can guarantee you they hate me. Yeah. So. It doesn't take too much for some people. And that, and that was something I was going to ask you, too, about, um, you know, where, you know, this is Black Nerd Planet and you, we would both consider ourselves in that, you know, category. Obviously, I would think of being a black nerd, whatever you want to say. Um, and like you said, man, growing up, there's for some reason the stigma from other races or white people or even p like you said people you know people in our community that can be like man you acting white or you ain't acting black because you like this and that or even like i don't know if you ever skateboarded or not like back in the 90s early 2000s man that's a white boy thing to do and Da 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 da. It's like, man, you you ain't black enough, and or even or, or if a white person says you ain't black because you don't like that song or you don't like this, oh, yeah. it's like what like what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Especially when you're younger and it's like you know things, you know parents tell you this or people your family members are just kind of what you see, but you don't really understand like why do people have, try to put me in this odd box? Like, you know, it's, it's not and not even necessarily odd, but it's like why are we being put in this situation? where we i mean we're not unproud of being black but at the same time it's like what is your what is this definition that people just want to put on us especially the people that don't have anything to do with us at all so yeah. <laughs> and that story yeah and that story you told with um your friend man that's that's a unique situation definitely i've i've never heard, i've seen i've i've seen things like that kind of tv before but i've never heard of that being a family just turning on someone like that before, man. I'm, I'm glad you were able to get through that type of thing, though, man. I, seriously, because <laughs> for me, um, because I asked you that question, because for me, I've been in, um, I we've all been in like a been prejudiced or prejudiced situations. People look at us a certain way, lock their doors. You know, you walk by their car or something, or you walk in the store, they look at you funny. You know, and I've I personally, I don't know if I've ever been called, you know, N-word by somebody or not, or, and even my interactions with police have been oddfully good, but I don't know if that's, like, a lucky thing or what, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, like, sometimes it makes me feel like, man, do I even really understand myself, you know what I mean? And you say you grew up in the hood, and I grew up in, like, I wasn't in rich neighborhoods, but I don't think I was ever in, like, the worst areas, like, middle ground. So I've always had this weird, like, understanding, but at the same time, I've never had to, like, experience it. I mean, maybe because I just stayed in the house so much, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just, and that, but I really want to ask, you know, you and other people about these situations, because, like you said, it's good to speak up and really tell people, like, this this shit's real, man. Um, And you, um, you've been speaking out about, I know you spoke on your Twitch stream some days ago about some things um have you been to any of the protests in any areas or any of things like that i haven't physically been to because a lot of the protests were happening in illinois um so i haven't been there there was a protest like right by where i lived um i haven't been there and unfortunately there was a protest today but um, I, I committed to this, so I wanted to make sure to commit to this. Oh, okay. Well, but, I um, appreciate that, I guess. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> but one thing, like, I know not everyone can physically, like, protesting doesn't have to be you physically showing up to, like, an assigned spot. That's one way to protest. Um, that's why I'm very adamant on other people using their platforms as well, because... 
you can protest via social media. Mm -hmm. You can protest by contacting your government officials. You can protest by donating money. You can protest by being on the front lines. Like we have so many different ways to voice our opinion and be heard. And like, I know some people want to shame some people for not being out there and fighting, but not everyone is built for physically doing this. Like sometimes it's a struggle just getting out on the bed mm -hmm. and going out in public on a good day. So it's pretty demanding to expect everyone to be out there physically. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that you can do a lot in this day and age with all the ways of reaching out. Um, like I've been active on every platform I have and I'm actually working on, or me and a group of individuals, I should say, it's not just me, are working on next week doing a week-long fundraiser oh, um, nice. on Twitch. Like, basically, all of us will be active, and we have one large group sum. And if I'm not streaming, you know, I'm directing my community to this stream, like, hey, right now, they're taking over the fundraiser. Please show them some support tweet them out let them know we're doing a good cause we're still getting like the final details because uh, we want to make sure the money's going to a place that hasn't been overrun with donations because mm -hmm. everyone wants to go to the minnesota fund but the minnesota fund is like over over the amount of donations they need so like right now we're looking at, at color for change and Actually, like after this call, I'm probably going to go back into that group chat and finalize a few things, see who's streaming, if there's any other interest to raise money for it. And yeah, it's just action doesn't require you to physically be at one spot. Mm -hmm. Action is what you do with the moment that you have, basically. You, you're definitely using the... Um... Kind of the, yeah, like you said, the tools that we have now, the abilities you have, and different people express things in different ways. Like you said, platforms can be used in so many different ways. Now, that's really good. Really cool you guys are doing that. No, I'm interested because I didn't know you were doing that. <laughs> I, I didn't want to like talk about it yet because like, I want to make sure we have all our, all our things aligned because yeah, this ducks. is something that has to succeed for me. Mm -hmm. Like... We can go on Twitch and say, like, I have a follower goal this month. I hope I fit it or hit it. Or, like, I got a sub goal. Like, yeah, that's cool. If we hit it, we hit it. If we don't, you know, we can go on next month. But mm -hmm. this is something to me that has to be successful. So I want to make sure I have everything aligned. I want to make sure everyone participating in it knows what's at stake. And it has to be successful. Uh, so... Sometime this weekend, I'm, I'm going to be putting out some posts and saying, like, these are the people who are involved. This is what we're doing. If you can't, like, contribute financially, please just show up, spread the word, let your friend know, hey, I know you use Twitch a lot. My friend here is streaming this. You may like this, but also they're streaming for a good cause. Like, communication is going to be key for that to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hey. This is the time for people, like you said, to speak up, man. It's, it only only takes a click, so yeah, it only takes a click. And that was something I was gonna ask you too, kind of what your, along with you know if you're protesting, what kind of steps you were taking in terms of uh, getting the word out if you were gonna use Twitch and things like that. But you answered the question, so <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, I like I said, I need to uh, see if there's anything I can do with that as well. Um. You know, going into Twitch a little more, if that's okay. Um, Twitch-wise, man, like, what are you? What is that experience for you, man? First of all, just you know, liking being a video game person and being a black person on, you know, being on Twitch, because it's not that's something a lot of people don't know, man. That's, that's a hard thing for us as well, just putting ourselves out there on that on that kind of platform. Definitely, that's that's one of the things that I'm worried about, like. Everything that I've done, I would like to say that I've done it more because I'm scared more than, you know, like a lot of people say like, oh, you're really brave 
for doing this or something. It's like, and I do it because I'm kind of scared of it. But the one thing that I don't want to be scared of is the what if, you know, what if I did that? I don't like everyone in their lives has so many like, what ifs I did this and what ifs I did that. I want to know the answer to what if I actually did it. I want to ask what if. I want to say the results mm-hmm. of what happened, no matter how high I got or how low I got. Um, I'm trying to eliminate a lot of what ifs in my life. And the laptop that I got that I like operate my stream on, I bought that. Like I started streaming in like officially October. And I got that laptop in like April. So yeah. this was like, I, I had a lot of mental um, barriers to overcome to even take that step. Like I had the stuff physically. It was just having the, the mental strength to actually put myself out there. And one thing that really kind of opened my eyes and almost like saved, saved my life, man. Like, cause I don't want to imagine where I would be right now without, you know, what like Twitch, like just doing Twitch today. But I took a trip out to LA for two months. Um, oh, I wow. talked to my boss. I mean, not two months. I'm sorry, two weeks. Okay, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. I'm about to say, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I talked to my boss and I was like, I need to just go out there and see what's out there for me. Like each time I've traveled, it would be like for a convention or like for an event or something. And I just need to go out there and just live for two weeks and see if that's the kind of place that can really reignite a spark in me. Mm. And that trip showed me what was possible. And that, you know, even though I'm not living out there, that I'm not limited to what I am right now in Indiana. And I have a lot of potential for growth. And while I was out there, I decided to stop by E3. It, it like the dates aligned perfectly. Oh, yeah. And I went out there and my passion for gaming got reignited, you know, huh. like before I was playing like Overwatch because I knew how to play Overwatch. And I just needed something to kill time. Man. Was I having fun playing it? I don't know, but I was up and <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, like Overwatch has like become a game where I can play it and like have a phone conversation and not pay attention to the game. But like, I don't know if I'm like having fun doing this and I went out there and just the excitement plus the overall welcoming feel I got while I was out there just really showed me like, yo, there's a lot of stuff that's possible for me. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, it always starts today. Like when you wake up, that's, that's the moment you can, you can start something today. Every opportunity starts today and it doesn't have to be pretty, but it's one of those things like, did I make progress? Did I make a little bitty step or did I make a gigantic step? But regardless, did I make a step towards something that I want to do? And after that, I really dived into like learning the in and out of Twitch, like the overlays and everything. I watched a few streamers just to kind of get some inspiration. Mm-hmm. I had some friends that like really helped me out. And then the moment I got that switch, like within that week, I just plugged up everything and went live. Um, did not even hesitate. The first, the very first time I played the Switch was literally on Twitch. Like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Like we are definitely jumping right in there. Oh, yeah, you said you said two months. I was like, damn, you went on a whole. Uh, oh no no no! <laughs> two, two weeks, two weeks, and it was an expensive two weeks, man. Yeah, like it ain't cheap LA, out there. Yeah, you know, and that was something. Um, it's something that I feel like a lot of us need to do more. Cause I don't, you know, I don't know. I like I've seen you at conventions before. I don't know how much you've really traveled outside, of that, like you said. So I don't know if, how many experiences you've had on different coasts or even out of the country and stuff like that, you know, and I think as black people, especially a lot of people go out and travel now or try to, but it's a lot of us I've learned over the years, especially older people that just never really did a lot of just getting out and, you know, always feeling like they had to be working or 
at home taking care of stuff and whatnot and never really taking the time to like adventure out and you know like you said putting their putting their body in a different situation seeing like how your spirit kind of builds up and learning about yourself and things like that um that's really good that's really cool to hear how that that works for you man because you um you're doing really well on twitch man it's really cool to see um because what i mean like you got on there like you said you just kind of um threw yourself out there did you have a go at the start or you just kind of were like well i'm here so let's just see what happens you know because right now you look you're looking pretty good out there man uh like i still have a lot of room to grow like i still consider myself like a baby channel um <laughs> but like it's it's easy to say that because you're always no matter how much you don't want to do it you're always comparing yourself to like the next most popular streamer like um so i always say i have room to gr grow and when i first started i didn't even know what subs were like subscribing <laughs> <laughs> like i just thought i was like what do you mean someone can't subscribe to me they was like you got to be affiliate and i was mm -hmm. like oh and I'm like, well, okay. I was like, well, I appreciate everybody like still coming by and supporting. And then, you know, we streamed in the middle of October and I hit affiliate in like November. And That's dope. I'll always never forget how I hit affiliate because I was streaming Friday the 13th. <laughs> and um, we were one of the campers. And one of my friends was like trying to run to the car, but they end up running in front of the car and I ran them over. <laughs> and right when that happened, like they go like, why you run me over? I was like, why'd you run in the middle of the street? And I was like, hold on, I got an email. And then I was just like, oh, nice, I'm affiliate. And I was like, well, uh, I'll never forget this moment now. nonchalant. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, that's and tight. like from there, like it just kept growing. And then once I dived deep into like the Nintendo community and they've been some of the most welcoming um gamers i've ever played with like i bought splatoon because it was on sale for 40 dollars, mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was like this looks cool and i was like and you know we're not paying full price if it's bad and the nintendo community just poured in and they just poured in support and like people just keep coming back and i say that like it's a bad thing but like <laughs> people just keep coming back or like they keep telling their friends like hey check this guy out check this guy out or um, like I'm playing Animal Crossing right now, and I, I remember I originally had like a follow goal, but I was like, okay, like I don't want to spend money, cause I I have a rule with myself. I don't like buying a lot of games mm -hmm. if I haven't beat a lot of games. Yeah. So I literally it's say like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I would tell people on stream, I was like, I'm not allowed to buy another game until I beat this game. So. Stream has, like, helped me, like, get through my collection, but everyone was like, get Animal Crossing, get Animal Crossing. I was like, fine. If we reach this <laughs> follower goal, we'll um, hit it. And I put it, like, pretty high because I was just like, I don't want to come out of pocket. <laughs> but, um, like, it got so close, but I was just like, I can't do it because, like, I need to stick to, like, how I do it because otherwise I'm just throwing away money. And I was like, as soon as I beat this game, I have Streets of Rage. As soon as I beat Streets of Rage... I have the Kickstarter for the wonderful one-on-one. -on -one. As soon as I beat that, I got Xenoblade. So I got to stick to my guns or I'm just mm -hmm. piling up games. And someone like one of one of my viewers, um, her name's Sherry Blue. She was just like, I'm buying a game for you. And I'm like, yeah. you do not have to do that. That's and she sent the code. And I'm like, why are you guys being so good to me? Like, And I can never repay the kindness and the welcome and embrace that like so many people have given me on twitch and i've met so many wonderful interview or uh, individuals that i would have never met if i had start streaming or mm -hmm. if i didn't start streaming and it's wild to think like out of all the options you have on twitch you decided to hang out with me you know that um when uh goodness i just lost my trump that's that's i'm bad. sorry i i kind of i kind of rambled there no it wasn't even <laughs> that you rambled it was kind of like i that's my fault with um no what i was gonna say is the energy that you're putting into it though is the energy you putting back which you know it's a prime example of that you know saying however you want to put it you know however you want to say it but like you know we kind of talked earlier you know you you're a really like personable guy and you really put a lot of energy out there you know what i'm saying even if people don't necessarily know what it is that 
you're going through, but you always trying to keep that, you know, that spirit up there. And that shows in people, man, because nobody's just going to buy you a game just for shits and giggles. You know what I mean? Like, that's not something people just do like that. So that's really cool, man, that you got support like that, man, because that's, that's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. And you being, um, you know, pretty dedicated to the platform and being consistent on there and stuff. So, you know, like you said, sticking to your guns with a schedule and sticking to this game, you know, before this one, stuff like that. So that's that's really cool to hear. I've never really heard anybody kind of have that principle to their uh, gaming life. You, um... In, in terms of video games, though, have you always been, like, a Nintendo person? I know you say you had just got the Switch when you started streaming, but had you always been a Nintendo guy, or was it kind of a... It evolved into that over this last year? If I have to think back, because a lot of people consider me, like, a Nintendo streamer primarily now, and I was just like, guys, I was streaming Judgment and fighting games, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. But, um... Like, my history with, like, Nintendo is like it's always been a part of my life um if i would have to say in the beginning i was definitely more like a genesis kid because mm. it was just the way that like genesis like had that aggressive advertisement yeah like it was it was just like sonic the hedgehog he's Who's cool knuckles? like <laughs> like what's, what's going on here and but you know i've always had nintendo in my life because like my dad um he was one of those guys where, like, you don't tell him you love him. Like, I remember one time my dad, <laughs> I told my dad I love him, and he literally said, you told me that 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, okay then. <laughs> like, but he showed love by, like, buying things. So mm. his thing was, um, like, before, like, him and my mom got, like, divorced, his thing was if there's a Super Nintendo out, he needs the Super Nintendo. If there's a Genesis out, he needs Genesis. Hmm. And it got to a point that it was ridiculous because one day I came home and the Sega CD and the Sega 32X was waiting for me. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, nobody, nobody asked for this. <laughs> no, no, nobody wants this. <laughs> like, That's crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like early on, it was always part of my life. And then like when my mom and my dad divorced, like I lived with my mom. And I always appreciated the systems that she bought me more because my dad didn't really, like, assist my mom the best that she could. So when I got a 64, it wasn't at the beginning of the life cycle mm. of it. But I cherished that system because I knew she worked hard for me to get it. The Dreamcast was one of my favorite systems. And um, she got that, I would say, kind of, like, towards the middle of its life. And I remember one of my favorite games was Fantasy Star Online. Mm. And that required a monthly membership <laughs> to play online. And she got it for me. Wow. And, like, I know that wasn't something that she could necessarily, like, needed to do. But, like, those systems will always mean more to me because I knew it was coming from a place of love and not obligation. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the 64 and the GameCube, those were party systems, man. Like you would invite everybody over. Like I have fond memories of that. And yeah, the, the Sony PlayStation two was dope. Um, but th those Nintendo systems will always mean more cause kind of like who got them for me, you know? Hmm. That's and That's, that's not, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's just, that's, I mean, I, I don't want to use, I, I always say something like that's crazy. That's, that's really cool, man, that you had that connection with your mother and those systems like that. Um, wow. Because I, um, I grew up with the Genesis. I don't really remember having Nintendo really until, like, the Game Boy era. But, like, we had my brother. My brother's 11 years older than me, so he was able to, like, buy all the stuff he wanted when he got older. So he had got 64, and I only really ever cared about wrestling games and stuff like that. And then I got a GameCube, but I had, then I got PlayStation. So I was always in these like weird in-betweens. And like you said, Dreamcast was like something. If you weren't there when the Dreamcast was out, you just don't understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, have a weird, I have a weird connection with Nintendo where I love it, but at the same time, I don't have like a nostalgia that a lot of other people do, like Super Nintendo and stuff like that, because I had the Genesis. And I was always like, man... 
Mario sucks. Sonic is way better. <laughs> like, why would you want to play with the plumber? Like, <laughs> it's a running hedgehog. But um, no, that's that's really cool, man. Do you um, where do you kind of like you say you're not really a Nintendo streamer by definition, but do you kind of see yourself putting yourself into that lane because that, that's kind of what the people want from you? When I have the conversation, I say I'm a Nintendo streamer asterisk. <laughs> you got to look at the asterisk, but um, like I can't even deny it because like I'm looking at the games I'm streaming this month. I got Animal Crossing. I got Splatoon. Those are always going to be on the channel. I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, Bayonetta 2 is probably going to sneak in there. And then in the middle of the month, the new Pokemon DLC. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, can I really deny it at this point? <laughs> <laughs> how do you, um, speaking of Pokemon real quick, how, where are you at on the Pokemon fandom? I don't know how deep you were before, like, now, but where are you kind of at with Pokemon? Loved Pokemon. Like, there's some generations that, because I just wasn't big into portable gaming. Mm. Like, for a while. So, there's some generations that I miss, but, um, I remember, I vividly remember playing Pokemon Red and Pokemon Yellow. Um, I remember Pokemon Red doing the the fire challenge where you can only have fire Pokemon. Oh, and wow. <laughs> um, that's hard because you just have Charmander for yeah, a while. Yeah, that's not, that's not an easy <laughs> And, you know, like I have vivid memories of that. And then, like again, I just wasn't into like portable at the time. And... I literally got a 3DS just because of Phoenix Wright. Because oh. <laughs> Phoenix Wright is my favorite gaming franchise of all time. Oh, wow. And if you and like if someone stole my 3DS and they were like, all right, let's see what game's on here. They're going to be like, Ace Attorney Trilogy, Ace Attorney 4, Ace Attorney 5, <laughs> Ace Attorney 6. Like, I don't have a lot on there, but I got Pokemon X and Y. And it kind of rebuilt some of the, the love I had for the franchise. Because even though I wasn't playing it, you know, I was keeping up with, like, the cartoon. Um, as much as it bounced around, like, it bounced around to, like, four different networks. So I never watched it consistently. But I will just be like, who's that Pokemon? And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're doing the thing. I'm like, no, literally, who is that Pokemon? I haven't, <laughs> like, been able to watch it in a while. But I've always liked the design of it. Um, and X and Y brought me back. And then... I found out Pikachu Libre or Libre was in um oh, like Sapphire yeah. mm-hmm. and Pikachu Libre is my favorite version of Pikachu. <laughs> so I was just like, I got to get that now. And then when they, when I end up getting the switch, cause the main reason I held off on buying the switch was cause I was like, I got a PlayStation and an Xbox that I play sometimes. I don't mm-hmm. need to invite another system into it. But when I got it, and then I was like, Pokemon's a possibility now. I was like, I could legit pre-order this right now. Yeah. And that um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, like, as divisive as it was for the community, mm-hmm. I I loved it, and it brought some energy back. Like, literally, like, behind me, I remember I celebrated, like, hitting, like, one of my first goals by by, by getting this from Build-A-Bear. I was like, oh, wow. If we if we reach this goal, I was like, I'm gonna go get that Pichu, and it just fell on me. But, <laughs> but you, you do have the Pikachu hat too. I didn't even think about that. But. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I just love Pokemon because, like, remember when Pokemon Go came out? Mm-hmm. Remember those first two weeks? Man, that was that was chaos, man, in, in the best of ways. Yeah. The like, best chaos possible. Like, did someone t- like if someone told me years ago from that saying like, "Hey, it's gonna be one a.m. You're gonna be walking with some friends," because <laughs> a group of people said there's a magmar at the baseball field two blocks, <laughs> I would have been like, "I ain't wasting my time with that." But sure enough, we're walking in an empty baseball field. Be like, "Anyone see this magmar?" Yeah. <laughs> Man, Pokemon Go, oh goodness, that, yeah, that first, that first year, six months to a year was crazy. I have, um, I haven't played it really since like last fall or summer or so, just cause I'm just like, whatever. But the, like you said though, man, that, it was weird that, that build people had, that togetherness that everybody had again for this, I mean, part nostalgia, part 
social, you know, gathering system. Just it it was it, it was it was definitely interesting to see, man. And then it was funny to see how you're kind of reminded when you get older that like who really gives a damn like what you like you know what i mean like how many i don't, I don't remember bit too many people being like oh man pokemon like most of the time people are just like, i don't want the government knowing where i'm at i'm not about to put that on my phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man pokemon for me i've always been such a big fan over the years and i've noticed i don't know if it's because i'm older and i got kids now and my I'm kind of trickled off just a tad, but like when you say you miss generations, like I've never missed a generation. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure I can name like 80% of the Pokemon and stuff like that. But it's it's now I'm kind of at the point where I want them to uh, do some more things. Like Sword and Shield, you can see they're like we kind of want to do more, and then at the same time we're like no, we're game freaks, so we're gonna stick to just making a billion dollars in a month and <laughs> keep pushing. So. <laughs> I'm hoping for the best for the future, though, man, at the Pokemon. Um, with, um, I'm going to ask you this, too, real quick. With Sonic, where are you at with Sonic games, man? Because you got <laughs> Knuckles a lot on your, on your stream and stuff. I haven't seen you play a Sonic game yet, but where are you at with the, that as a franchise? Um, so, there was one. Okay, so I streamed Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Um, that was sometime in December. And honestly, I wish I had clipped some of that because that was a hilarious few nights of stream because they had a story mode on there. Mm, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun with that stream. And there was one point, like, I'm cracking up because on those stages, they had, like, 8-bit stages oh, um, or 16-bit stages. And, like, in the story mode, like, they time travel to the original Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> and they're trying to like get out they're stuck in like a video game machine that's like emulating that and my chat is like dying and i didn't notice it because i'm playing the volleyball game but they have like this old school game video game announcer and once i noticed it like i'm just dying laughing with the chat because like they're going like ready to serve eggman Sets the serve, and then it'll just go like Eggman over and over. I'm just like, I didn't notice this until you said it, and now I can't unhear it. And like, that was a Sonic game I streamed. And then the only other time I streamed a Sonic game, it was sometime after the movie, like when the movie just came out. And I was like, Sonic Adventure is on sale on Xbox backwards compatible for $2.50. And I'm like, <laughs> I love this game. This is one of my favorite games growing up. And I streamed it once, and the first stage, I clipped through the ground twice oh, and died. Wow. <laughs> and I was just like... Is that the dolphin stage? Or is that yeah. a different... Okay. Very first stage. Or the whale. Where like the... Yeah, with the whale. Yeah. This this harmless part, I clipped through, and I was just like, oh, no. I was like, not <laughs> age well. <laughs> and I got... I streamed it for like three hours, and then I was just like... I don't know if we coming back to this one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, Spoiled the I, fun. But Sonic was a big part of my childhood. Like, I had the Sonic comics. Like, I tell people, because some people are just like, Sonic games are bad. And I'm just like, there's one thing you got to understand. Like, when I was, I was little, like, Sonic 2 was game-changing at the time. Sonic 2 is my favorite still. And I told him, I was like, I will never forget the advertisement for 3. Like, 3 was, like, to little kid me, was almost a big of a deal, like, who you're voting for in an election. Because they're like, we're releasing Sonic 3 on Groundhog Day. And I'm like, oh, my God, Groundhog Day is going down. And it was like, who is that in the bushes? I'm like, I've never seen that man in my life. And And they're like, they're hyping up Knuckles and everything. And I'm like, you won't understand, like, the hype that was surrounded with that franchise and like how big of a deal the comics were to show. So there's always going to be a place in my heart for the Sonic franchise. But honestly, after Sonic two, Sonic adventure two, that, that franchise took a whole toilet yeah. swirl for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I think I've only enjoyed two Sonic games since then, like Sonic colors and, 
Sonic Generations. Oh, mm. and Sonic Mania. But Sonic Mania, like, that was built, that was a project of passion right yeah there, so. that's like a whole different category yeah <laughs> it's almost an anomaly in a sense like for sonic games the, yeah uh, but it it's no, a, keep going oh no i'm sorry it's it's a rough franchise to love but like one thing i tell people like the people complaining about it i was like there's two things you got to realize with a game is it a bad game or is it uh, a bad game for kids because some games I think about that we grew up on we just played them like we didn't worry about like beating the levels or anything mm-hmm. like we would restart the same stage over and over so I was like is it a good game for kids like that just want to plug up a game real quick and play through their favorite levels or is it just a bad game in general yeah I, I see your point there for sure because with Sonic um I never thought about them as bad games until, like you said, in this newer, like, revisionist history era where people are just like, man, Sonic was never good, da-da-da-da. And I'm like, I don't, I guess, I don't really know what you mean. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're saying right now. Because, like, man, like you said, Sonic 2, man, I just, I played that game so much. I didn't play, I didn't, I don't think I played Sonic 3. I think I played Sonic 3 on the computer first some strange reason i don't even know how that worked but i didn't have like i don't i don't remember those advertisements you were talking about with knuckles and everything but i do remember knuckles being a big deal because it's like here's another badass and he's red and he has gloves with spikes on him like <laughs> you can't get cooler than that <laughs> and then supersonic and all that stuff but um yeah sonic 2 is crazy and i had a um a sonic the hedgehog plushy like 12 inch or whatever and I brought that mug to kindergarten, like, every day. <laughs> like, the teacher was like, you can't keep bringing that to school. <laughs> like, every show and tell, like, I'd always bring that Sonic. I wish I still had it, now I'm thinking about it. And I have a lot of Sonic um, toys and, like, collectibles now that I haven't displayed and shit. But, yeah, I've always been big into Sonic 2. But like you said, after Adventure 2, it kind of took a, took a little nosedive. And the ones you named Generations, Mania, those are ones I'm like, okay, there's there's still some life here, but we got to kind of figure this one out, (laughs) y'all. Oh, shoot. You, um, you're a cosplayer, at least in the past, man. How do you see, uh, where do you see yourself with cosplay going forward in this COVID era and conventions may never come back for the rest of our lives? (laughs) Like, one of the main reasons I backed up from, like, doing, like, cosplay at conventions, because along the way, like, some people don't realize, like, how long I've been cosplaying. Like, I can't even think how long it's been, because um, I would say, like, mid-2000s mm. um, that I've been cosplaying. And one thing I discovered along the way was I like cosplaying. I like bringing a character that I have to life, but... I really liked doing more personal photo shoots more than just dressing up at conventions. But that doesn't mean that I didn't like dressing up at conventions. It's just there's a little bit more freedom to kind of bring your character to life Mm -hmm. in a more controlled environment. And I do want to get back into it, but there was some things I wanted to prioritize in life first, like, you know, doing the Twitch thing and, you know, like, I, I had moved in January, so, like, moving was, like, a big focus on me because C2E2 was February, and I was like, I don't need that stress right now. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't even have a, a, a table yet to, like, at the time, I was like, I still need a table to eat my food at, you know? Like, yeah. um, but I definitely want to, like, get back into it. Like, the, the spark is there because the most important thing, as much as I like photo shoots more than, like, going to cosplay it, at conventions it a lot of people don't like realize it but i've had some amazing experiences of amazing conversations about me just being in cosplay as like a person of color inspiring others to say like man i would i've never thought of doing this but like i see you here doing it and one of the very first conventions i had i dressed up as static it's not even a good static costume (laughs) but 
I dressed up as Static, and I remember we had some kids we called the Avatar Kids because it was a group of kids that cosplayed as Avatar characters. Like Airbender. They saw me as Static and almost tackled me because they're just like, oh, my God, it's Static. I've never seen a Static. And I think it's important, you know, if I'm cosplaying, that kids get to see that it's okay for me to be like, or it's okay for you to be Spider-Man or it's okay for you to be like this character. And I don't have like the reach that like a lot of other people have, but Mm -hmm. I'm all about changing the world one person at a time. Like I don't have to change thousands of thousands of people, but if I can impact somebody, like when I had cyborg cyborg, I could barely walk in that thing. (laughs) I remember you in that couple times. <laughs> but like I remember at C two E two, like I, I felt something like hit my leg and it was like this kid and she just goes booyah. Yeah. And I'm like and I you know, I go booyah back in like the cyborg voice and then the mom goes like she has been trying to catch up to you for ten minutes <laughs> and she just kept yelling cyborg and I didn't hear her. And just the, it's just the simple things like that. Like I I was never big on like you know, chasing fame or like likes or anything. Cause like, I just, I just don't care about having like a set of number mm-hmm. of, you know, followers or likes per post. Um, it's, it's, it's all about the moment I live in and now. And I've done some amazing things as Spider-Man. And I remember someone got on me for like saying like, don't take off your mask. If you're Spider-Man, you might ruin like the image for a kid. And I was just like, some people need to see who's under this mask like this was this was before like the miles morales into the spider-verse but Mm -hmm. i was just like some people need to see that you know guess what it's not peter parker under this mask it's it's somebody you never would have thought of and it's somebody that you might not have thought of being before so um cosplay has been like a fun ride i i do want to get back into it um when the time is right when that time is going to be available, I don't know what the way <laughs> everything is now. Yeah, exactly. It's all um, it's like it's all about timing too. Like you kind of said, where talking about trying to take not wanting to take your mask off or wanting to take your mask off, and you know, especially like nowadays, man, it's all about. I mean, like you, you mentioned Spider Verse, where the message of that was anybody could have that mask. It's about what you kind of you do with it. Once again, talking about that platform and inspiring people, doing the right thing, you know, showing, you know, putting your responsibilities out there and being open with people, you know, and being a hero. You know, just because you, you know you dressing up as Spider Man, you can't climb on walls and shit like that. But you know, the cyborg story, you know, that was big for that girl that day. You know what I mean? And that could have inspired her to be better for, you know, her parents or for herself or anything like that. Or she might have been like, I'm going to dress up and do something next time. So, you know, it's like you said, one person at a time, man. It's the little things that count out here. Even if, you know, we don't see it right then and there. You know, we got to be in the reality of the situation. And, you know, cosplay is if you know it's fun and games but at the same time man, it's a lot of inspiration that goes into it from you know how you want to be as a person as a cosplayer but also putting that message out there to people because some people do it just to dress up and get likes and shit like you said which in my personal opinion isn't really the way to do it because if you don't really have a passion for it then what does that really mean so i um I like to hear that. <laughs> the um you know, and being how should I how should I put this? Putting um kind of a stamp on this conversation, I guess, like <clears throat> and I no, I don't wanna say that. As a you know, as people in the black community and kinda just going forward, man, like what do you like what kind of I know you you don't want to put like a timeline or stuff, but like what kind of timeline do you kind of think twenty twenty is gonna have in terms of people just respectability and acceptance and things like that? You know what I mean? Like where, like where would you want to see out these next like six seven months for people to kind of go with? Do you think it's it's not gonna be overnight? But do you feel like 
these next six months can really bring some change, you know what I mean? Like, what kind of people out there should be the leaders in putting that, getting that across? Definitely can be some change, but there's so many outside factors, and there's so many individual experiences that people haven't experienced yet that may push the change we need forward or push it back tremendously. So hopefully, like within six months, we got a lot of progress here, but um, one of the most important things is I was, someone was sending me a text and they they were checking up on me and they were saying like, what can we do? And one thing I said, I was like, it needs to be continuous. It can't just disappear like a hashtag disappears after a while. The message has to be continuously moving or forward. Like I like to use the visual uh like to visualize an arrow for something that's important. Cause you know, you throw a boomerang, a boomerang comes back. And when I like to picture my goals, I like to picture an arrow. You pull back everything that's holding back, like holding you back, and you let it go, and you see that arrow go forward. And we need to be an arrow. We need to keep going forward. It can't come back like a boomerang. We can't keep making the same mistakes and then being surprised. Um, it takes more than you know, just having a black picture on a profile for one day and saying I did my part. Like it's a continuous thing. When you see something that, you know, is an injustice to a person of color, um, a, a woman, uh, a person of the LGBT community. Like, if you see an injustice, you have to act on it. Because coming back and, like, telling your friends, like, oh, I saw this and this was messed up, that, that puts us back in the same situation. Um, so hopefully like a month from now people are still pushing forward for this still pushing forward for action because again we need change and we need people to want that change and the more people that we can spread that message to the more it is likely that we'll get six months down the road and we'll see some real positive change without the need of you know someone else having to to die to get the movement forward you know Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, one thing I will say also is this it seems like this is the time where our generation and, you know, yeah, even younger than us where like you said, that arrow is gonna keep moving forward and like we talked about earlier, everybody has more platforms to say and do things, you know, reaching out to people. Um and I think a lot of it also is upon you know even people our age or maybe a little older whatever that we got to keep teaching the younger people because the cycle is you know it's not gonna stop you know saying like a hundred percent but at the same time it's about you know getting those different areas and getting people to spread the message in so many different ways where there's always pockets here and there where it's gonna keep you know i mean damn near like a virus in a good way where it's just gonna spread in some you know some way like that um, and I feel like it's kind of our job to keep that positivity and really showing people that it's, you know, it's a possibility out here. Cause I know even for me, I can speak up more, you know what I'm saying? That's, I'm glad talking to you where you have been like really vocal about stuff. And I'm just like, man, I'm trying to make sure I'm not, you know, saying one thing and I'm doing the other, you know what I mean? I, I want to make yeah. sure. And cause I'm always about being genuine and stuff. And I can tell that you're, hundred percent about what you're saying and I you know not saying I'm like you know on some like BS or anything but I want to make sure that I'm putting every like my ducks in a row the right way and I'm not disappointing my mama and shit like that so <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you so yeah man I'm glad uh I'm glad we got to have this conversation for real man really glad we did wanted to get that uh, I wanted to get some get some other things in hopefully we'll be able to talk at a later time on some other stuff comic books and anime and things like that love to talk about some of my comics and uh because i still try to go every week 
you know, I've been a bit behind because of everything that's going on, but yeah, it's, it's um, some it's some stuff going on right now with comic books, especially. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can talk about that at a later time. That'd be really cool, man. I love to. I would love to. Most definitely. You uh, how people how how can people find you, man? Um, well, on Instagram and Twitter, um, it's Shazam the Jam, and I'll just spell it out because some people put T H E. So S H A Z A M D A J A M. Um, so you can find me under that name under Twitter, Instagram. And uh, Twitch as well. I try to keep it all the same, so it's not hard to find me. Hey, good stuff, man. I appreciate it, man. It's, I'm Jordan Carmine. This is Black Nerd Planet, YouTube, Spotify, all those places you find podcasts, watch a video, check out Phil, Shazam, The Jam. I can hardly say it. Appreciate y'all <laughs> listening, watching. Hopefully, y'all want to be a part of the change. Look for Shazam, The Jam, and all his people streaming. We'll get that information out there and all that other good stuff, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Peace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.